clearly not focused on anybody but yourself and fan favorite yeah great like you have a lot of fans your fans love you but is it fan favorite or is it congeniality if it's, it's fan, fan favorite, favorite then i guess she deserves favorite. it right. then we should call it's it fan, fan favorite, favorite but congeniality i just don't see it so. yeah fan favorite congratulations everyone let's make a round of applause for fan favorite we're yeah, fan, favorite. fan favorite yes. Well, folks, Long Con, hashtag Long Con, has come to its rightful conclusion at the season nine reunion. The mask has been lifted. I mean, you know, <laughs> I gotta tell you, when, when, the, when the notion of Long Con first kind of came up, I mean, uh, I think we got, a, we got a message on Twitter from VJ Stalker Channing asking us to kind of explain this theory of Long Con and kind of like, got it. what is this based on? So like, Quick backstory to me, when my like, because I think Long Con has changed throughout the season. But to me, originally, um, my impression of hashtag Long Con about Valentina was that she was putting on this, you know, young drag ingenue act, and I've been doing it ten months, and I don't know, and I don't know how to sew, and like, oh, you know, we'll see. And it's 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 similar to what makes me think of. I'm saying that it makes me think of the way. Roxy was criticizing Jinx in season five of like, I don't know if I did well. I don't know. Right, right, right. And but you know she's good. She knows she's good. She, and, and yeah, exactly. And she did. And she, she did. clearly, we, she, she clarified that in this reunion. Right, right. Exactly. Like, exactly. And I think that that was the original sense of Long Con was that she was playing herself to be less experienced than she really was. And it was really manifesting in this very artificial way of presenting herself. Right, and there was a certain and it, yeah, and and we were picking up on it though. We were picking up on her falsity and this kind of performance. Yeah, yeah, and and that as you know, she was being school as fuck, as we say. She was being very laganja astranja, and then I feel like there was also this concept of villain Tina. There was also this idea that she wasn't as sweet as she was portraying herself to be because right. whatever she was portraying wasn't real. Shut up, Pheromone. That was it. That was where we finally saw Villantina. And I was like, <laughs> you're that girl we thought you were. You're that girl we thought you were. You know? You're her. You're, you're her. her. You're mean. You're, you're mean. mean. I knew it. I knew it. And, you know, it was, just, it was so – it was such a – I mean – Pretty girls are always mean. <laughs> well, you know, and, and it was just – that was so interesting that that moment happened with Pheromone, who I feel was probably this season's real miscongeniality. If we're oh, you think that. so? Okay. I mean, I think she was a – she's like a Jocelyn Fox. She was harmless. She was mm. – I mean, certainly after this reunion, I my love for Pheromone has grown. Sure. Uh, so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just, just pulling a Sondheim over here. You know what I mean? Oh, Jesus, yeah, all right, Mary. Mary. All right, some complicated melodies up in here. Oh, God. The Tony Awards were on Sunday, Mary. <laughs> yeah, well, they missed an award. Uh, I'm still waiting. Um, <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, so, so that's really kind of the backstory of Long Con. And I'm curious, do you feel like – how do you feel now that the reunion has happened – well, I got to tell you, Long Con for me was that Valentina was really talented mm. the whole time and that she was a cunt. Mm. All right. All right. Well, much like the Queens in the Reunion and Kokomon Trees, you're not holding shit back. Oh, at all. <laughs> oh, at all. <laughs> oh, at all. Um, I mean, I, I have, I you know, obviously I, I speak in, you know, 
superlatives and hyperbole because this is a podcast and it's more interesting. But obviously, th there's a lot more to it. There, there was a moment in the in the reunion where I was like, "Well, all right, all right, Valentina." Like there was there was a moment for like that for me. So we'll get to that when we talk about it. Uh, but in terms of this clip of the week, Colin, what to talk to me about? Talk to me about this clip of the week. Why I did just, you? Think I this feel one? like this is what. It's almost like what I was, I felt like this is what we were, we were leading up to the entire season and I didn't think was going to happen. It's almost like I thought Valentina was going to get away with this and no one was going to huh. call her out. Okay. Not really what it was for not being real, for not being authentic, that like whatever she was presenting wasn't real and wasn't true. And it was just so shocking that like not only they didn't just allude to it they didn't just edit it they like slapped her in the face with it they gave her an award and said you don't deserve this right and and I, and it was only and you know what not for nothing but it was only five thousand dollars as opposed to the normal ten thousand dollars i thought it was always five i thought I'm, I'm, oh okay maybe i'm wrong because i'm thinking of ben de la creme's five thousand dollar gift card from overstock.com you know oh okay all right because ten thousand you could really like do a place up but five thousand that's like a one-bedroom apartment you know what i mean <laughs> Like what you're gonna get on overstock.com? Not New York, hunty. No, no. Well, obviously, <laughs> as someone who's just moved, uh, you don't need five thousand. If you order all your shit on Walmart and Amazon.com, girl, you can keep on a budget. All right, all right. Oh, <laughs> budget queen. Yeah, budget, budget queen, queen over, over here. here. Budget queen over here. Yeah, yeah, right. We're garbage queen. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, Mary. Clearly, <laughs> trash into um, well-arranged trash in my living room. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about this reunion. I well, but see, but I want to talk about this clip real quick because this was the moment when actually I thought I was I was happy for it. I was like, oh, this is so juicy. But at the same time, I was kind of like, oh, these girls. It just seemed a little bit like they were bitter, and they were they were getting out the angst of all of the ugly, fat, made fun of, bullied kids getting back at the popular girl that was actually mean to them the whole time, right? It's almost like Carrie at the prom, yeah. finally getting back at the people that poured pig's blood on her. Yeah. So I just feel like it was, it seemed all very playground politics at this point, when they were all clapping and like, oh yes, oh fan favorite, yes, okay, fan favorite. Like they were mad, Right. they were pissed off. And I mean, I would have been too, had I also heard her say what she said. She's like, I dedicate this to my mother who taught me to be kind. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. There, there is something there that, that would have, would have, you know, put something in some salt in my wound. Um, I think, I think that's a really interesting perspective I hadn't thought about. Cause I mean, my thoughts on, like, I think that's a really interesting interpretation of what was happening. And I think there's probably some some really like thematic truth to that but before we get into you know introducing ourselves and all that i will just act one gun here and say that i didn't buy a minute of this reunion this reunion was a long con okay thank you because i was also going to say this reminded me a lot of the placed actors they have on the bachelor mm -hmm. where they place a psychotic person that just causes drama that's actually hired yeah all of this to me, I gotta. I call. I don't just call shade. I call bullshit. 
<laughs> all right, Mary. All right. Well, what are we listening to, Mary? Let's, am, let's get into let's it, bitch. Get into it, bitch. Let's get into it. We are listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And today we are recapping and diving deep into the reunion of season nine, which as the most shocking, the most shocking reunion yet was not expecting this at all. Oh, at all. Oh, at all. It was so like, it was so unearned. And it was- we were, we, Colin, we were planning a podcast episode, maybe with squirrel friends. We were planning like a recap kind of thing where we were going to like talk about our top five. And then we, and then we saw the clip where they were going in on Valentina. And I remember messaging you and being like, girl, we're going to have to talk about this episode. Yeah. And I actually, I didn't even end up watching the clip. Like when you sent that, I was like, okay, oh. I'll save it and I'll just, I'll see what happens. But like, cause I just, yeah, I didn't know how, cause you know, sometimes those previews, like they end up showing you the only juicy parts, you know? Right. Right. And then when I, so I watched it Friday night and I was like, at first, I was like into it. I was like, "Oh wow, this is like, this is exciting." And but there was something about it that, as the episode went on, and then when it was over, I was just like, "I was like, what just happened?" Like, like I kind of felt like Leah Remini. I was like, "Are we watching the same show?" You know what I mean? I was just like, I sat back and put my arm out, and I was like, "God, are we watching the same so, show?" So, so. I was there with Leah Remini, but then I did a Juliet Lewis, and I fucking love this show. Really? Because <laughs> you know, I, 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 and I thought I, I was happy it. for the drama. I was really happy for the drama. I was happy that Aja's faces were featured throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was happy that we got to hear some more reading, especially from James Mansfield, which I loved her read the most. That was really funny. It was nice to hear anything from James Mansfield. Yeah, episode, exactly. Yeah. Not enough, right? And obviously they all looked fucking stunning with some exceptions, yeah. but uh, they they all look stunning. And so I'm, ha- I'm excited for the reunion in that sense, um, for the sense, or for just for the pure reason that I get to see them again and I get to hear from them all again. Like that's when I think they're going to interview James Mansfield more and we're going to hear more from uh, Kimora. Yeah, I guess that's true. I was wondering then like what's going to happen at the finale. Uh, well, they'll they'll interview them and then I think that there's she gave the act one gun at the end of this right. reunion right. about this, sinking. This was the tea that we were sitting on last week that is definitely is confirmed that it's going to be some kind of lip sync showdown. And, uh, you know, um, they're hearing the fans, obviously. I feel like this is new. Like they came up with this while the season was airing. Yeah. I mean, so I, a couple of, a couple of pieces of tea, I was just kind of doing some research earlier today and apparently the, the finalists, like, because in the episode they show them all being shocked about this. Two reasons that was fake. One, they filmed the finale before they filmed the reunion. So it already, is that true? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, it already happened. And then they feel so. So Sasha's big old shocked face. I was like, she's acting. Uh, <laughs> I'm not acting. I'm not acting. I'm not acting. <laughs> and uh, they knew weeks ahead. They knew the finalists knew weeks ahead of time that this was happening. So before filming the finale. So, wow. Yeah. So it's. I mean, and just knowing that, just it's that. TV show. It, I mean, like, I, as my friend Eugene would say, like, "Oh wow, what a shocker! A produced TV show 
you know, is producing, you know, a live, a live event. You know, I don't know. It, I should, we shouldn't be surprised. We also shouldn't be salty about it. I, I mean, I know you're not, I'm not, but like, I don't feel like I'm being conned in that sense. I mean, it's all very like in quotes, like, oh, oh. I mean, sure, people believe it. I'm sure people believe it. And that's fine. It's harmless in that sense. It's harmless. I think what it is, because I think that like, I'm not, I mean, certainly like this reunion, now that I've watched it three times, you know, it's like watching, I've watched them three times before we record an episode just to kind of like take my notes and all that. I don't really know if I really want to watch this reunion again anytime soon because it really... I have to tell you, it really soured my impression of season nine. Like, wow. I feel like we spent all of season nine, it's just such an interesting twist or an interesting turn that we spent all of season nine talking about like that whole idea of showing conflict and resolution. And mm -hmm. showing, you know, just that we, we had enough conflict in the world that we, and, and I, and understand, I mean, we've gone on about this and understanding that it causes less drama, but it's a different point of view. It gives you a different perspective on these people as like emotionally involved and mentally invo evolved and able to kind of collaborate and we were able to see them as human beings and then they show up for this reunion and all of that just like went right in the trash and it was like oh, no we just want bitchy drag queens fighting we just want real housewife style stuff you know i mean they're selling a tv show colin that we're consumers at the end of the day and most of the consumers are valentina fans that are under the age of 20. Yeah. And and I feel like they're they're if they have to sell something and they want people to buy it and they want people to tune in for a, a recap show that they thought was going to be a recap show, you know, create some buzz about it, make it make some drama. Make I mean, the fact that Aja calls out Valentina at the end, that is a huge resolution for a lot of young bullied kids. I think it is as much a resolution for some some kids who are bullied and then for others who feel that it is an attack on them. You know what I mean? The oh, 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 there's no question that there's two sides to this. Yeah. Because and which is what I was mentioning earlier that like at the end of the day like they did not take the high road here. No. No. And I I well I appreciate in a way obviously from this whole long long kind of point of view I appreciate Valentina getting called out. Mm -hmm. At the same time there was something about this reunion that just felt hypocritical to what was happening the rest of the season okay you mean editing wise and like social justice corner and well yeah and so i just kind of feel like in some ways it was like okay listen queens we need you to amp up the drama and like i mean shay coulee and trinity it was like they were just like they were just like dogs with a steak on the floor you know what i mean like they were just, <laughs> it was i mean it was it was just so oh but Sh but shay was impeccable she, but I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, as a as a season since Meet the Queens, I've been a fan of Shea Coulee. Okay. And while she was impeccable in terms of what she was asked to or what she was choosing to deliver in this reunion, I I don't know. I mean, this is just I, this is my own personal preference because you know I don't like a mean queen. You like nice queens. I do right. like nice queens. I mean, so sue me, Nina Bonita Brown, Nina Sapina Brown, sue me. <laughs> but I I just I I like her less. I like her. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so for me, it wasn't, it wasn't bitchy. What was coming out of Shea Coulee. What was coming out of Shea Coulee was tea. She was calling people out when I thought they should have been called out. Like when she called out Alexis, I liked that. Oh, I liked yeah. when she called out Charlie, when she called out Valentina, she's like, there are seven words to that chorus girl. Yeah. Well, you know, I just feel like she was insisting that people were more impeccable with their words. Because I, I found her to be very specific and very precise. 
Sasha, I felt like was just just not as present because I feel yeah. like Sasha was kind of going under the radar because I think Sasha's gonna win. Yeah, exactly. but um, <laughs> but That's why she showed up in her pajamas because you know, <laughs> she couldn't be asked to like you know uh, skate push a... marshmallow <laughs> yeah, man right you in know. the microwave. Yeah. Statue of Liberty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Oh my um, god. Uh, yeah. Statue of Liberty challenge was the first episode, Mary. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You're a little too. <laughs> Whatever. Little too she hard. looked. She looked fabulous. Anyway, um, no, but uh, in terms of Shea I. I don't know. I we have to disagree on this because I thought her her tea was not bitchy. I thought it was just like impeccable and right on. I and it, and it and it came off as harsh because we haven't seen that honesty throughout the season, which is one of my points later and when we kind of sum up this reunion, but there wasn't a lot of honesty this season. And all of a sudden the queens, I'll talk about it now. All of a sudden, and then we can go through it, but all of this, all of a sudden, we see these queens actually speaking their minds because they finally got to watch what their peers really thought and really said. And so it was like, oh, okay, the claws are out now. Fine. I heard what you said about me, Alexis. I heard what you said about me, Sasha. I, you know, all of a sudden now, Shay feels empowered to be like, okay, honest. I don't have to play nice, I don't have to be season nine nice anymore. Well, and I guess that's really the question. Was this honest or was this performance? Like, I think, I think that the, the stuff... I think, it was, I think it was honesty that was being performed, sure. But I think that she was speaking truth about what was going on. Oh. She was echoing a lot of my thoughts. I mean, some of this so stuff... Like, Alexis, why are, you, why are you defending Valentina right now? Yeah, like, I know you're trying to get this redemption edit from Valentina's fans. It was like, good God. Like, okay. Like, okay. That was steep. That I was mean, that deep. was a... That was like, oh, I'm going to go right for the fucking jugular here. You're not yeah. going to get away with anything. And yeah. I guess that's, you know, in the notes that I've taken, like, I kind of had the headlines of sections. And the first section I had was the crucifixion of Alexis Michelle. <laughs> that, you know, because, like, again, we've talked about this. Maybe it was the last episode or whatever. Like, and, and I've seen, you know, people know that, like, we've talked about Alexis for a while, that you know her. We've kind of been giving her some benefit of the doubt. We have been certainly plenty critical and, yeah, uh, and I and I think we. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it, and it's. I feel like. So help me God, sorry. Ultimately, sorry. it's a disappointment in Alexis Michelle. It's like I think that I came into the season wanting so much more for mm-hmm. who she would be on the show, yeah. and then the way she ended up presenting herself was just such a disappointment in terms right. of this attempt to self. Well, she, she well, and she got way into her head. Yeah, she was not. You know what? I, I went to a drag show for the Tony Awards, actually. And uh, at the Tony Awards, there afterwards, there was a, a drag performance. And one of the queens stuck out like a sore thumb because she was the most in her head. She was counting steps. You could see her counting with her mouth when she was dancing. And she had all these intricate dance moves. But, like, she was in her head. And it reminded me a lot of Alexis Michelle, where we can actually see what's going on in her head while she's in drag. Right. And it's not it, – it, it takes us out of the illusion. It takes us out of the performance because we see the performer underneath. Yeah, and, and you know, this reunion was really a golden opportunity for her to not – I mean, she saw how she came across uh, – whether – whatever, however it, it differed from what she thought she was doing in her head. She saw how she came across on the show. She saw how they edited it. She had plenty of time to sort of, you know, choose a different way of presenting herself at the reunion. And the fact that the reunion, like, she still couldn't – just drop it and just be real. Like, I just think that if Alexis could just admit about the reading challenge, like, yes, 
there's some hypocrisy. I'm very sensitive about my body, and yet I was not showing that same sensitivity towards the other girls. I get it. It's done. If she owned that, done. It'd be fine. But she still went. She still went in. Um, and then, but then you got a very, very, I think, too harsh, almost produced comment from Trinity, where Trinity condescends to her and says, "Like this is not the career for you." I'm like, girl. She's been having the career. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, okay, like, I know you've all been directed to, like, turn up the volume, but, like, maybe crank it back. A like, it was, it was, it was aggressive in a way. It was very aggressive. That I yeah. just felt was unnecessary. You know, like, I feel like Peppermint's response was, was a lot more measured in that she said, like, you don't come across as this huge size queen. Like, that, mm -hmm. it's not like that's how anybody really sees you, which I think is a fair point. I don't really look it's a well, it's a fair point, but it also doesn't matter when it comes to size issues, right? Well, because if you course. think you're fat, you're fat, of you know? Of course, of course. But I think that there was – I think that if you're going to respond to somebody with some kind of external critique or comment or whatever, I think that is a lot more constructive than like, well, if you can't handle it, then you need to just – Yeah. It's just like, right. all right, Real Housewives of Atlanta. All right, Real all right, Mary. of Tallahassee. <laughs> right, all yeah. right, Mary. Exactly. Yeah. That's a that's a perfect way to say all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Like that is calm down. Exactly. This is classic all right, Mary moment. So, <laughs> um, and it just, I, yeah, I just, I, I picked it up from the start that like, you know, Trinity and Shay like immediately they were like, okay, like you want us to go in, we're gonna go in, and there was right. just like no build up. It was just like, oh, we're gonna fight right away. And Alexis, you like, I there was this element of, and I, I didn't. It was like the third time I watched it that I really kind of felt this way. Like, I felt bad for Alexis, not because I thought that she was justified in the way that she was acting, but there was just this element of like, okay, you guys have made your point. You're kicking her while she's down. Now you're reading her saying she looks like a fucking honey. Well, and down. and why didn't they? Why didn't they go into Sasha and be like, why were you complaining that she made a skinny joke or an eating disorder joke? I mean, I again, we're focusing on shaming and and. And sh waving our finger at the at the the supposed fat girl, but we're not we're not angry at the skinny girls for whining that they're being made fun of for having an eating disorder. Right. Both both are problematic. Yeah. So it's interesting that Alexis got the most kind of flack, probably because it took place during a reading challenge, which is when it's supposed to be safe, and when, as Rue said, like you know, it's all bets are off. Like this is when it's okay. It's it's when you're supposed to realize and wake up in the world and be like, oh, actually, it's not that scary. Yeah, none of this is real. It doesn't matter. So yeah. so, so in that sense, that's why I guess I can see why you would read Alexis and not Sasha. But at the same time, it's, it's the same issue. Yeah. Both are being oversensitive or not, right? right? Exactly. And if we're going to accept one and not the other, it's like, well, like, what's the, what's the reason for that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whether it's a lifetime of shame for being fat or a lifetime of shame for being fat, and one of them, you know, throws up or doesn't eat. I mean, both are disorders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I just, I felt like there was just this element of like, I don't know, and we, we obviously saw this throughout the season with Alexis, that like the editor, the editing and the produ the producers were like, <laughs> we're gonna get you. Yeah, get her Jade. Like they definitely <laughs> like went for it. And there was just this element of like, okay guys, like, just, you know, leave her alone. <laughs> you know? Get her jade. Get her jade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, again, it ended, 
Well, and we'll talk about when when they go back and set the sights back onto Alexis. Oh God, yeah. The next the next issue they brought up was Charlie's elimination. Another crucifixion. Um, yeah. Another crucifixion, but at the same time, I mean, Charlie was scrambling and wallowing and drowning. Shay calls her out, and then she and then I guess Charlie makes the sushi reference. Um, and I think the best the best kind of read for Charlie, maybe you can remind me who said it, but she said like. You know, you can't have five excuses. Just pick one. If you're going to have an excuse, just pick one. Right. I mean, that was certainly true. There were too many excuses. I think if she – because I – It was a broken I, rib. She had no sleep. She had diarrhea. It was just like what – Right. What is – what's the problem? Right. And like I, she was kind of saying like I was running on empty at this point. It's like, okay, well, it, yeah, it, it just felt like she couldn't land on one thing. And then there was the whole idea of, yeah, like, you know, in, in – London, like nobody lip syncs, blah, blah, blah. It was like, this is too much. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I think that Eureka, Eureka overall, I feel like she was like really the, one of the only ones that, at the reunion that I kind of was like happy to hear from. Like she wasn't going in on people like this because she had okay. said to Charlie, she was like, do you think it's possible that you were maybe just ready to go home? Like, is it like she was trying to kind of give – Charlie yeah. moment, whereas like Shay and Trinity were just kind of like you know coming at her with Ginsu knives, you know, and it was just like Kick him with Colin. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I can't with you. I can't. Turn it into a sashimi highs, you know. <laughs> My chair fell over. <laughs> oh God! Okay, sushi reference. Sushi Come reference. on, sushi reference. On, sushi, sushi roll, sushi, sushi roll. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, sushi. Yeah. I, you know. <laughs> speaking of fish. Speaking of all right. fish. All yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, she's giving you fish. <laughs> In a bento box. Yeah. <laughs> So I just I feel like Eureka, like she was she was, I don't know I, it, I Eureka again throughout the entire reunion I really liked the energy of Eureka. It was like I am so ready to see you in season ten. I wanted to see her keep reading back and forth oh, with uh, Trinity. I was like, oh, this is good. I was living for it. I mean, sure, she was giving us turn up the juice and see what shakes loose realness with that look. Yeah. Oh, you? sure, sure, sure. And who was it who tweeted? Was it uh, Amy? Someone had, had tweeted, like, welcome to Lady Foot Locker. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> Find your size or whatever. It was so funny. <laughs> I was dying. Oh. <laughs> um, but, you know, all the same. Uh, when they did get into talking about Eureka's elimination, which we've heard kind of this oh. about a number of times. Sure. Um, Really, the biggest highlight from there, no pun intended, was Pheromone. Um, oh. You know, because of her. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I, um, I mean, Pheromone was. Uh, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, listeners. Sorry. Um, Pheromone was was definitely uh, one of my other favorites from this reunion because in that moment, and obviously later on, 
she showed how much of a sense of humor she has about herself, which is such an interesting contrast to Alexis. You know, like there's Alexis saying, oh, like, right. I'm trying to like take things less seriously. And, how, and it was like, okay, girl. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. that, that is a pat. Who, who are you trying to, to convince there, Mary? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, who you fool and queen? Whereas, like, Pheromone, like, she could laugh at herself the entire time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. I, I really enjoyed that. And I feel like. It just it goes back to that thing that we like we talked about with like Roxy Andrews and All Stars too. Like she just, you know, having a good time, just like enjoying herself. Like there was. It's some... it, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. The only thing that kind of bothered me about that moment is that, well, I guess it's very season nine. It's self referential. I mean, but they were like, oh, did you see that gif that they made about you? And yeah. it's just like, oh god, I don't know. I know. It, it was. I was a little like, oh, no, keep the fourth wall up. You know, I don't know. Right. Well, you know, that's funny you bring that up because I think that was a running theme in this reunion was so much a reference to what's going on on the Internet. You know, right, right. So like the Aja thing, the uh, Aja, Aja Valentina song. Yeah. Valentina song, um, the gif of uh, Pheromone. Pheromone crying. And then, of course, Valentina's fans. I mean, oh, well, they were the the 15th queen of this season, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was – it was – you know, it was it, – it, it made me wonder, and I'm kind of looking at my notes because I feel like I'm, I'm naturally arriving to the point I was writing about in my notes here. Because um, oh, they, they start to talk about Valentina's elimination, which we'll get to. But um, just to kind of talk about her fans for a second – what? Because she made that comment. I was talking about this with somebody, and, and it made a lot of sense to me because she made that comment about comparing herself to Selena, and Selena Psyche. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, como la flor realness and beady beady. Yeah, she was just you know just a little bit of beady beady. She did the shoulders, you know. Uh, and she said this thing about how like I think that like I represent something similar to what Selena represented in the '90s. You know, first generation Chicano. I mean, she says talented. It's like okay, yeah. Okay, Mary. Right, what Mary. else, Mary? All right, Mary. What else? Yeah, beautiful, talented, stone tights, diaper on stage, beautiful smile. Beautiful smile. Yeah. Um, so it, it brings up the question of why are Valentina's fans so ravenous? Oh, you know why, right? It's because they're young. It's because they're young, impulsive, and because young people don't know how to – act with a filter on the internet. They don't believe that it's real because it's it's not real to them because it's it's using their fingers and not they don't meet anybody. This is how they were raised. This is how they've grown up by having access to an entire world of people that they never have to meet and that they never have to suffer consequences against. You think about cognition, right? And and the evolution of the human brain, right? And you think about um uh, how people begin to make sense of what's right and wrong in the world, that is actually a natural thing that happens in the brain, right? Your morals are developed. Your sense of self is developed in the brain. And so when you are young and you're a teenager, you're, it's very natural to be rebellious. It's very natural to be completely egotistical and self-centered and only think that the world revolves around you. That is a natural occurrence within hum human brains. So when you put all of those people on the internet together, they're not going to act with compassion. They're not going to act with grace or tact because it doesn't affect them. 
I hear all of that, and I don't even necessarily disagree. I just, I'm, because I'm, the way I see it, I mean, there are other queens, you know, Katya has a lot of young fans. She really hits that, like, that, there's that Tumblr aesthetic, that kind of, like, that crazy sense of humor that she, like, there's a, there's a nerve that she hits. This is not all young fans, obviously, but right. there are many, and I think also many that um, that would ascribe to a Valentina aesthetic, right? Mm -hmm. That might have that type of sentiment and that type of behavior. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just, I think there's. It's Do you think that she's right? Do you think that it's because it's uh, an underrepresented community in the media and that's why they're so protective? I mean, I think that's an interesting idea. I don't know. Because I, I think that's offensive for Valentina to say that because she's basically saying all first generation Latinos are vicious and mean on the internet. Sure. And to me, that's fucking bullshit. Sure, exactly. Like it's one thing to say I represent something that like people are responding to or connecting to and, and I get that. I get that idea, but I also hear what you're saying at the same time of like, okay, but you're also just suggesting that these people are emotional savages who like don't know how to control themselves. Right. And I don't know if I can like get on board with that. Not gonna get on board with it. Yeah, it's it's just an interesting idea and it's something I'd love to hear from our Marys about. You know, obviously you can tweet at us at all right Mary, you could email us at all right Mary podcast at gmail com. Is why do you think Valentina's fans are as vicious as they are in that they're they come after everybody and they leave these nasty fucking comments and there's this delusion about how she you know she's the really you know the best one and and you know she's flawless and and you can't come for her like is it i mean i i don't know because i really don't know and i don't think i've really seen anybody like on the subreddit for example really understand kind of or really kind of dive into like what the what the cause of this is because i don't think we've seen this before we haven't seen this before. And you know what it makes me think of is college sports mm -hmm. or even just sports in, in that in that sense when two rival teams – oh, I think of – oh, my God. I've been to plenty of Rangers-Devils hockey games and they – I mean there are fights at every single one. Mm -hmm. And it's it, I, it's not necessarily the, the – per, maybe it's just the person, but it's also the arena that it's in. It's like there is this heightened sense of – of camaraderie and allegiance and some people are violent and some people aren't some people have been taught how to act nicely on the internet some people haven't some people have a filter some people don't um and i feel like you know there's a mass mentality also that happens on the internet and when you get all valentina fans together you get all um uh, bianca del rio fans together or all people that hate pearl you know, they act they act accordingly, and if other people are doing it, especially if you're a kid, especially if you're 16, 17, 18 years old, maybe even 19 years old, you're going to act along with the group. There is there is that wave, and it happens naturally. It's it's not necessarily something to blame the individual for, mm -hmm. but it's something that an individual needs to take responsibility for eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's a sense of belonging and being a part of the mob. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So the other side, I think, of all of this is there's obviously a hesitation on Valentina's part to respond to all of this. And she's coming up with a couple of excuses for that, too. And I Oh, she, you know, my God. She, I, I wrote down she tries to apologize. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it basically was, I'm sorry you feel that way. It was, it was that kind of apology. It, I want my fans to respect the, the queens, right? It's like, okay, what else, Valentina? Right. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't. I don't uh, appreciate this behavior, you know, that's negative. It's like, 
she was like trying to because from my point of view i think that valentina my theory is that and, and it explains why we saw her presenting herself a certain way on the episode you know on the series was valentina i mean like so many of us she just wants to be liked she wants everyone to like her she wants them all to think that she's you know that she is perfect she is beautiful. and she's a young queen too she's, young she's queen young and you know she wants that validation she suddenly has this huge fan base she wants them all to like her and so she's she was playing this you know character on the show you know that i think she thought in her head was very likable and very sweet and now she's got these like voracious fans and it's like I think, I think she doesn't want to lose them, and I think that she's. Fe- which is, I'm not saying that like exhausting. It's exhausting, of course, but like I think my theory is that in her mind, by speaking out to them and saying you guys need to cut the shit, like I'm not into this, and like I don't have anything to do with you if this is how you're gonna act. Like, They're not gonna leave her. They're not gonna leave know. her. But I think if she were to say something that like, you know, if she were to really stand her ground with it like that and be like, you know what, like. I, I'm not interested in having you as a fan if this is how you act and this is how you're going to represent yourself and you're going to represent me. I'm not interested in having it. Like, that would say a lot, but I think the risk that she feels that takes is too high. And so she's like, we're watching her kind of try to play both sides, you know, and try to like call, like respond to her fans without upsetting them, which is just like not possible because it just makes her come across as someone who doesn't really care that like the other queens are getting torn to shreds, you know? Right. It, it, that's what it came across as, is that, that she doesn't care. But it really is, again, it's a selfish motive. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 not, it's not at all a comp- compassionate, which is what bothered me. And I also think she showed her true colors. And when the long con really ended for me was when Sasha was saying, you know, <clears throat> we didn't appreciate the charm that she showed on, on the screen because she wasn't making any attempt to get to know them backstage. And basically like, oh, she just wanted to win. And she wanted to be a star. And then she, Valentina corrects Sa- uh, Sasha and she says, I didn't want to be a star. I wanted to show them the star that I, that I know that I am. Yeah. yeah. And that's when Aja, I loved it when Aja said, you're secretly a little bitch. Yeah. And that's when, that's when the shark mask came off and we mm-hmm. saw who the villain was. And that it was somebody that knew all along uh, that, she was, that she was a star. Which... I think also explains her meltdown, right? She could not believe that she was in the bottom. And she was she was pissed and she was angry. She was like, I'm not going home against Nina. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna take off my mask. Right? Yeah. It was almost kind of a, a very childish reaction in that sense. Like, no, I'm a star, I need to stay here. I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Rue asks her, like, well, what was going through your mind? What happened? And she was like, I don't know. I was just like, I was just lost. Like she I've read another interview with her where she she admitted she was like I mean she did say like yeah she was definitely like in a you know really dazed headspace she knew she didn't know the words and so she said she kept her mask on because she said I knew I was going home I figured I'd just go home you know looking fierce yeah like telenovela style yeah and I thought it was really interesting that she like because that was something we had talked about um on that episode was that like there was something ironic that she went home in this like melodramatic telenovela style ending. And like, it was interesting that self-awareness she had, that it was a great episode and I got my telenovela ending. That was so season nine to like, know. yeah. And it makes me even think that she was more of a plant in that sense. I don't know. I'm kind of like, I mean, there's something about it all that doesn't, she was also the first queen interviewed in New York. I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot of, a lot of pieces. 
Yeah, I mean, and just the mere fact that. Like, and and she said, "Oh, I don't know how to sew. I don't, you know." She was saying all these things mm -hmm. that actually didn't turn out to be true. Right, exactly. Like the fact that like the whole ten months of drag thing. Like there were so many things about Valentina that were not true. There were so many elements about her that were not true, and so it, it's kind of like, well, once you find one lie, it's like, okay, well, let's see what the other ones are. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's an interesting idea that if the long con is really that Valentina was just this big fucking plant, you know what I mean? I, 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 I would hope – I don't think RuPaul would do that, especially no. for a, a spot for a queen. But, you know, it's an interesting idea just to throw around. Yeah. Uh, should, we, should we talk about Nina? I mean, I feel like we don't need to focus too much on this because it, it, to me it was just very sad. Yes. It was so – it was really sad, and I thought the most important point was when RuPaul was talking and how she said, you know what, when I hear negative voices, I just have to counter them with positive ones. Yeah, you know, I really felt like this pylon of Nina was really unfortunate because this paranoia that she has, it's not malicious. She's no. not out to get Sick. any of them. It's, it's a sickness. It's a struggle. It's something that she, I'm sure, wishes she didn't have to deal with, and, yeah. and I just felt like it was – it was so unfortunate that they just like instead they treated her like she was like trying to kind of like, you know, take down Shay's, you know, reputation or, or Kamora. I mean, the whole Kamora thing was just bullshit. But um, you didn't say JK. It's like, all right, Mary, like <laughs> they don't all need a punchline, you know, and it's like if you don't know what a punchline is, you can look that up. It's in the same book or adjective. You can look that up, too. You know, Oh, it's right. It's like, you know, Kimora, you've already proven yourself to not always get the joke. So, oh. Well, she had a very cute monkey. Like, let it be known. Funky monkey. Funky monkey was very funky. Oh, I'm looking for you, buddy. How yeah. funky was funky he? Was he? I'd swipe right <laughs> on that monkey in a second. Um, <laughs> peel his banana. So, I. <laughs> so, I, I just felt like, I mean, that whole thing was unnecessary in that moment where like RuPaul was like no, no no like there was it was interesting that he had like here's your opportunity to name names like go for it you said people were saying something and then I think when Ru kind of egged her on it's like come on Nina come on name names I felt like that was I was like come on Ru you know better and like the the you know better Ru showed up with what she was saying later your point about like you know countering that negative voice with a positive I think one. RuPaul was actually this time really trying to show Nina, when she even when she asked her, she's like, "Is it possible that this could all be made up?" Mm -hmm. I think Rue had a mission to kind of show Nina, like, "No, this is all fake." But yeah. she saw very quickly, "Oh, Nina's Nina's sick." And that space was not a space for Nina to be vulnerable and admit no, wrong. Because no, in this produced reunion, there were no. sharks in that water. You know? Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah, I just it, not just Valentina. So, I, yeah, I just think that it was the wrong time to try to have that moment with, with Nina. And I kind of respected Nina's decision to be like, nope, not doing it. Not going to have that conversation. Next. Like I, right. And also, Nina looked fucking amazing. At oh. The reunion. I oh, mean, Nina's maybe fabulous. one of my favorite looks of the reunion. I she just thought she looked fabulous. fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we love Nina. Yeah. Um, speaking of moments, uh, Colin, don't take this moment from me. <laughs> God. She was like, I have so few. I have so few. I just, like, I was so relieved that Alexis. It was so laganja. It was crazy. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if she was joking or not. Oh, no, she was not. Oh, she was not joking. She needed that moment. 
<laughs> she needed that moment. Like it, that was like that was like a, a, a oh my god. Like oh, dry. I think sis, sis, Sister Mary Shane even said it. She's like, I think RuPaul still hates Alexis, but at least she gave her the Chris Jenner moment, right? Exactly to smooth it over. Just be like, listen, <laughs> we dragged you over the coals, Mary, but like Chris Jenner thought you were dope. You know, dope. Yeah, yeah, dope. Yeah. So dope. So yeah. dope. It was like, oof. I... From one mother to another. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One moms. needy mother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One desperate mother to another. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, then then that, of course, gets us into, because they, they get into this whole thing about the ball looks. And oh, this was so, it was RuPaul forced. stirring a shit pot. Yeah. That's all this was. Uh, yeah, and the spoon was getting stuck because it just – nothing was happening. But it did give us the quote, nobody oh. can do Alexis Michelle like Alexis Michelle. So, like, I was so wanting Alexis to stand up for herself, mm. and this just didn't do it. No. It didn't – it's not what Shay was saying at all. No. I mean, I understood that it was in response to this whole idea of, like, I could, I could throw a stone and find five yes, other queens. but okay. it wasn't a response to that because she didn't say anything about – she didn't say anything about what she was doing was basic. She basically said, no one can do Alexis Michelle oh. the way Alexis Michelle does. It's yeah. like, well, I know. That's because you're Alexis Michelle. Right. And what you do is kind of basic. basic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what, that's what Shay is saying. I mean, I will say, as someone who has seen Alexis, that she does really great banter. Mm -hmm. She gives great face and lip syncs. Mm -hmm. She sings live. Right, it's not many queens in New York do, but she sings live also. Yeah, she sews. Mm -hmm. Okay, she she also paints very very well. And the one thing that I love about Alexis' shows is her banter is 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 right on. It's it's pro pro yeah. level. Yeah, I mean, again, I've also having seen her outside the show. I, I mean, she's so much better outside the show, and I think more and more people are discovering that. I've, I've definitely seen on the subreddit a lot more people joke about her. For the most part, it's it's sort of gentle humor no one makes fun of her body it's always like gentle humor about her being a producer you right know? but there's also a lot of like alexis michelle appreciation and um really an attempt to kind of move on like recognizing like okay maybe maybe we're being a little tough on her mm -hmm. and i think you know again the reddit gets such like a rough they get such a rough reputation and i think that they can they can they can get really honest about queens but i think it says something when that community is able to say all right that's been fun and everything, but like, let's 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 leave the bitch alone. Like that says a lot to me, and I just, and I don't say this as someone who you know came in as Alexis Michelle's fan and you know wants to see her treated better. It, I mean, certainly I do, but I just think, as a human being, at a certain point, I'm like, okay, you know, I yeah, I, I, Colin, and to your point, we have to clarify. Like, yeah, we know Alexis, and we want her to be treated well. But we want them all to be treated well. Of course. Of course. We don't want them to be harassed and whatever. I mean, sure, throw shade when shade is due. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we do when Alexis is, you know, deserving of some shade. Yeah, it's when like she, oh. when she's being a little extra Michelle. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think that we throw some fair shade. But I, I agree with you. I say this but all the queens. I'm and that's why I didn't like this reunion. I'm just not down to like watching people be unnecessarily nasty with each other i just think right. like i don't know i realize there's an entertainment value to that but it's kind of like well, i like the reading challenges i like when there are uh, limits and there are parameters yes. and it's kind of like okay these are the rules go and mm -hmm. it's like okay great yep. but when it's when it's online and it's um 
it's coming from a place of insecurity or if it's coming from a place of like an anonymity mm-hmm. uh, and it's vicious fans, it's like, okay. Yeah. All right, this is a person. Be kind. Exactly. As James Mansfield would say. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I'm not, I don't see any value in, in tearing people to shreds. And I think there was just an element of that in this reunion that they all went, like, a little bit too far. That's all. Yeah, you know, and I, one of the quotes that I, I sussed out from this was that competition was getting to, to get, was getting to them. Mm-hmm. Competition was getting to all of them mm-hmm. during the show. And being nice, and this is something I wrote down, being nice takes energy. You have yeah. to commit. You have to commit to being nice because it is very easy to lash out and to go to that selfish place, go to that angry place when you're stressed, especially if one of your go-tos when you're stressed is to lash out at somebody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this was the nice girls of season nine. All of a sudden they watch the tapes back and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Nobody was fucking nice. And then they lash out and they get upset. Yeah. And because they're, they're, it was almost as if they were realizing, oh, this was all fake. This right. was all fake. And, it, it, and they're, they're kind of fucked up about it in the head. And, you know, I, I feel like at the, at the end of the day, over the, the past, whatever, 12 weeks of them watching this show, it, it took a toll on them. It's very hard to continue to be nice. And so they just ran out of energy. Or as Charlie would say, I was running out of empty. Yeah. And maybe the reunion wasn't as produced because they were ready to go there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that they, uh, I think they watched the show. They were getting fan reactions. They were having they like, they were seeing, they were seeing over the past twelve weeks not how they did on the show, but how they were edited. You yes. Know? And I, I mean, I still, I still don't buy this reunion. I still say that it was that it felt like bullshit to me. But I think that's a really interesting idea of what these queens are feeling. Like I always thought about that, like what they're feeling because it's like okay we know they went through this but what happens in the show is totally different from what they experienced well because there's hours that we don't see yeah and things are and so for them to watch the show probably as a fan right because many of them were watching the show as themselves and as a fan of the show Mm -hmm. they probably were like fuck fuck she said that about me fuck oh my god i thought we were friends but it was one moment of exhaustion Right. That they filmed and put put it in the edit, or were prompted in the in the talking head. Sure, like, what, sure. What do you think, Alexis? Because granted, it's all true. Yes, because mm-hmm. granted, it is all true. I believe in RuPaul, and when she says, "Like, nope, you said that. Mm-hmm. That is it." We uh, and she also, I think, on her podcast mentioned, she's like, "We don't want to pick the worst parts of you. Mm-hmm. We actually try to pick the best parts of you." Mm-hmm. I even believe that. Yeah, but still when edited together, we're still not seeing the whole story. They are producers. They have to produce a show. So we are seeing a show that is produced. Yeah. Well, I think it was the, the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable that Rue is a part of. Oh, that's what that was. And it was like, you know, in some ways, we edit the girls to look better because there's shit that, I think maybe one of the other people at the Roundtable, she was saying that like, oh, there's stuff that we leave on the cutting room floor that if like, I showed them, they'd be like, oh, thank you for not using that. Yeah. Right, and I buy that too. I believe that completely. There is stuff oh, yeah. they don't show because it's like, well, we need, we need them to like you a little bit, but you were having like a real bad day, right? And like we could have used. We that can't, because... and we can't assassinate them. Yeah, you know their their character in that right. sense. And so I get that, but I think there's still like I think about that. It's like there are 
I think not just discovering how you've been represented, but as you said, like realizing that you were doing this one thing, having this one experience, and meanwhile this other person was saying all this other shit about you. Right. It's like, right. oh, like what a – like I imagine these queens hosting these like viewing parties and like in front of a whole bar full of people watching someone talk shit about them. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> that's just – it's like – I don't know. That takes real balls to like. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I. Yeah. I doubt that I could do it. I could not. I. I absolutely could not. So. Mm. Um. I know that for damn sure. Uh. You know. Even. Even a negative iTunes review, and I'm bedridden for half the week. You know what I'm saying, Mary? So. Oh, Mary! Don't tell them everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're never just gonna get one stars across the board. Exactly. They're gonna be like, oh, let's yeah. get them. Get her. Get her, Jade. Jade. Get her, Jade. <laughs> We're going to get a one-star review from a user named Getter Jade, and it's going to be like, <laughs> take that, Colin. See you in August when you emotionally yeah. recuperate. Yeah. Uh, you sound fat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like something that has nothing to do with the actual podcast. Shut off and die. <laughs> right. Just die, you fat bitch. Yeah. Drop dead. Drop dead. <laughs> Oh, well, Marys, we look forward to that co- that uh, those reviews. Thank you. We don't. We yeah, actually we, don't. No, I'm just that, saying we yeah, don't. <laughs> no, that would be pretty awful. And if you know, if if you are listening and you're thinking that's a great idea, it's not. Um, you're probably you're probably not really one of our listeners. Then. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, to practice what we're preaching for Valentina, if that's how you are, we don't really want you. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, let's talk about miscongeniality now that we're reading people for film and listening to our podcast. <laughs> Don't you mean when they took off Valentina's mask and called her fan favorite? Oh, man. Take that thing off of your off face. Her face. Uh, Take that thing off of your face. Yeah. I mean, obviously there was no surprise that Valentina was going to win miscongeniality. I don't think any of us were supposed to be surprised. No. Um, but – I feel like, you know, that speech that she had about dedicating this to her mother, like, this to me was, like, the final long con moment. Yeah, right. Like, at at this point, it was on shaky ground. You know what I mean? This whole performance of my mother and congeniality and being kind to people. Like, there was was no way it could have sustained itself. And Aja interrupting it. I mean, what did you think about the fact that Aja took that moment to shut it down? Oh, I mean, I hope that it wasn't prompted, but like that was, that was, uh, that put Aja in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, Aja. And it was a big moment for Aja. She was a big star of this reunion because of her face. Yeah. Because uh, of her, rather, her facial expressions, and and then obviously this, this uh, charge to rip off the mask. I mean, she, that was her. That was yeah. all her. And it's, um, it's ironic. No holds barred. It's ironic that it's it's Aja again after the whole Linda Evangelista, you know, rant. Sure, sure. What was it? Um, Sarah said an email. I think this is a good time to bring this up. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. So we got an email from uh, one of our sister Mary Sarahs, and because uh, we have a couple, and she she brought up a really fabulous point about Valentina and Aja and how they. Val- it's almost because like Aja came, came in. Obviously, there's a rough around the edges quality to Valentina. One of the like Valentina is like the foil to Aja. Yeah, because Valentina is perfect, beautiful, looks like Linda Evangelista model. Aja comes in, you know, rough around the edges, embracing that. Just be who you are. Just embrace your, you know, embrace your definition of beautiful. Be your drag. All that stuff, and 
and yet everything that Valentina is represents everything that Aja doesn't feel she is and is having mm. to accept that she's not. I mean, and I say this thinking I, I don't think Valentina, I don't think Aja is, uh, you know, not a beautiful queen. I don't think that she's, I think we've talked about this before that like Aja is a very interesting queen, interesting looking queen. And I don't mean that as like, like a backhanded euphemism. Yeah. yeah sure. Like, I think there's a real value like Thorgy Thor. She's got a great personality. Right. Yeah. She's got a real face for radio, you know, like I think that <laughs> she, um, but at the same time, like at this reunion, I thought she looked great. I thought that she, she it was her own aesthetic. It's different uh-huh. from Valentina. Yeah, um, but there's this sense that like Valentina hits a nerve for Aja because Valentina is kind of like everything Aja is told. She's not. And they're both young, right? They're both kind of in the same age bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and doing very different performances on the runway and in mm-hmm. clubs. Yeah. I also think that Aja is just a she's a she's a call out queen. She calls shit out. She she's outspoken. She speaks up. Who else is like that? Well, Shay certainly in this episode is like. Well, I mean, other past seasons, like I think of an Alyssa Edwards in that sense, like Brash, mm-hmm. a Coco Montrese. Yeah. Uh, someone that you can't get shit past, right? Yeah. Wasn't that's a, you know you know who was. you know who I think doesn't suffer fools gladly i think tatiana i think that she she's i mean she's a jujube maybe a little yeah i mean it makes me think of jujube and the wedding dress challenge just like learn some yeah learn some damn manners right right Ugh. yeah yeah one of the best call out <laughs> moments of the whole series um, <laughs> it's such a great moment uh queens who don't take shit i mean that's a good question. Obviously, Bianca Del Rio. I mean, oh right, you can't get it past her. You can't get anything past her. Yeah. I think that's a that's a that's a great example. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, these are you know, and and to Aja's credit, then to to sit next to those kind of call out queens. I mean, that's that's good. Yeah, it's a good quality to have. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, this only. I I agree. I only liked Aja more after this reunion. I mean, I right. really liked her during the season. I think she's got a great personality. I think she's really funny. Um, I was thinking about her, her eggs, her untucked when she was packing and she had her, like she said, I even brought this spacesuit in case we had to go there. Like, I don't know why, I just thought that was so funny <laughs> in case we had to go there, <laughs> in case things went there, you know, like it's so weird. Um, I think that she's, she's super charming and there's, um, there's some great clips on, um, on YouTube, you know, I guess they're also on Logo or on VH1, but it's kind of behind the scenes of the finale. And it's they're interviewing the queens about like they have the queens doing impressions of each other and they have the queens talking about tucking and um, Aja is very charming in these clips as well. There's something she's she's got like a relatability that I think someone like Katya also hits on. Like she seems like someone that I you could easily like hang out with. Like she just seems really relatable. Um, and that's like if you could fit a C an R into the C R U N T, you know, if you could be crunt instead of cunt, relatability is really important. Um, I wonder if something that could begins with a Y we could find because then it could be cunty. Oh wow, that's a good. That's a. What would it be? Um, I don't know. Mary's help us out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that Aja, Aja definitely hits that that note of relatability that I think someone like Alexis Michelle does not, and that's that's a big dichotomy. Hmm. I'm looking up right now uh, synonyms for relatability, and none of them why. begin with I. No. Oh well. Um, well, well, there's 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 understandable, so it could just be like Kunt. Kunt. Did you get the T on Kunt? <laughs> <laughs> Do you all get the T on Kunt? <laughs> oh well, there's interesting, so it could be an I. All right, all right. 
Um, yeah, we'll we'll work on this one. We'll send a, now that since they're changing shit anyway. Miss Congeniality's fan favorite. We can change C U N T to yeah. C U N T Y. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- we're talking about Aja really kind of breaking down this, the taking the mask off. But it's all Farah then jumps in, and it was like, oh, here's my opportunity to really expose Valentina. You're not just oh, this a fake queen. You're a bad friend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She she ripped her to shreds. Said, you don't love me. I was like, oh, okay. This. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, and I it was it was an opportunistic moment, but it was the perfect way to fully expose Long Con that this is Valentina behind the scenes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like right. this is the re- like this is who we wanted to see. We want to see who the real Valentina is and. The the biggest example we get of that is her not calling Pheromone back and like not responding to her text messages and like not being yeah. her friend. Right. And I just thought that was like Valentina, it was just interesting. Valentina had no like she had no way to respond to it. She's like, Well then call me. She's like, I have called you. She's like, Okay, well then we'll talk. She's like, I don't want to. Forget it. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> like You don't love me. You don't love me. Like it was uh it was just it was an interesting I in light of all of that, in light of who we're exposed of seeing Valentina as, I'm very curious to see what Valentina's post Drag Race career looks like. Oh, she's going to be on All Stars, Mary. Well, yeah, certainly. But one of the things I've heard, because obviously All Stars, I mean, I think I heard a rumor recently that it, they they might start filming it after season ten, and obviously in the meantime, Valentina has to like maintain a career. And from what I've heard, she doesn't. Like, she performs, like, two or three songs and that she's not very good live and that she's always late. I mean, these are just things that I've heard. Do not write me letters. These are just Okay, letters. Petty Betty over well, here. No, what I'm just saying is, like, you know. Oh, what else, Mary? Yeah. <laughs> no, and I don't like her eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Someone once said she had bad breath. Like, no. She's um, a bad kisser, yeah, Mary. Yeah, she's a really bad kisser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, she leaves bad tips. Yeah, like she's I, a washer tights even. Yeah, uh, she's got all the stones in them. So, <laughs> no, I mean I don't mean it to be. Petty. You mean crystal? Oh, off, <laughs> off! I'm taking over from here, folks. Look at my AB crystals. Ugh. <laughs> hate her. Uh, <laughs> hate her. Uh. <laughs> Oh, you don't mean that. No, like Darian Lake in that in that Final Four challenge. I hate you. <laughs> I don't hate her, but what I why I bring the that, the reason I bring all that up is because you know what you do after the show, what you do with this platform is everything, and I'm just really curious, like what she's what she's gonna do, like what she's gonna bring to the table, like Alexis Michelle. We know what she's gonna bring to the table. She's right. got all. She's got a whole buffet of stuff, and that's yeah, not that she's, joke. She's, 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 <laughs> She got a whole rack of shit. Got a whole rack of lamb. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, no, she's had two performances at Fifty Four Below in New York, which is a big, big, big deal. Oh yeah. Like those yeah. are those are like you know seventy to ninety dollars a ticket. Yeah, she's doing like professional stuff. Yeah, I'm just yeah. curious, like what Valentina's gonna bring, um, you know, post show until she goes on All Stars three. Well, she's gonna be using the hell out of the Aja. Aja song. I hope she does because, like, that's what you got to do. Is I hope the remixer gets credit for it. Oh yeah, I, I hope so too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was happy Let's to. See... Shit out of her. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad he got name dropped, Adam Joseph. I'm glad he got like, you know, that awkward moment where they like sort of performed the song at the reunion. Oh, it was really awkward. It was almost as awkward as when RuPaul 
had to mention Squatty Potty. Oh, I know. It was like, we get it. Uh, <laughs> you have healthy it. bowel movements. You've <laughs> done it. You've done it. <laughs> God. Yeah. Is it teak? Yeah. So... <laughs> Though I will say this now, for all of the all of the reading that Valentina got as you know not Miss Congeniality but fan favorite, then Trinity, I mean, in classic like pageant girl fashion, she brings up like some hard truth. She's like, "No, you're not Miss Congeniality, but you are fan favorite." And the truth of the matter is, that's the real winner of the season. And I don't think she's wrong that being fan favorite is. I mean, well, certainly, to, certainly, know. well, certainly in season seven, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But the opposite was true. Like, Katya was fan favorite because she was nice and she was super talented. Mm-hmm. Oh, she earned it certainly for her talent. And the top three they felt didn't represent mm-hmm. the most talented queens. Whereas I think this top three has talented people in it that would have been with Valentina. It's just Valentina isn't one of the top three or top four. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. We don't. We don't need like a surrogate winner because we have like a strong top four yeah right yeah, right so i don't so i don't think it's as exactly the same as katya uh as in terms of the idea that fan favorite is the most important obviously being a fan favorite is important but the way you do that is by performing well on the show absolutely and and and, and to rue's point she didn't perform well in that lip sync she didn't know the fucking words yeah. so she had to go home yeah because that's how it works you know, exactly. There, there was a real, and and it was a. a, a not everybody gets a trophy. RuPaul was certainly talking to Valentina fans when she said, "Not everybody gets a trophy." Well, oh, Martha's jumping on boxes, buddy. Maybe not right now. Okay. Um, He's like, "When are you gonna unpack? Yeah. When are you gonna unpack?" They're all empty. They're all empty. I just have to break them down. So a couple of months. Um, so <laughs> I just like just don't want to do it. Uh, but you know, the the RuPaul who was having that speech about like. You know, we're in this time of everybody gets a trophy, and like it doesn't matter how beautiful you are, how old, if you know your ass is going home. This is a side of RuPaul that we've seen more of on What's the Tea. It's this very, it's this curmudgeonly side of get RuPaul. off my lawn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a lot of that that I don't. I the res- world's changing. I want to say tranny. I want to say tranny. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> I respect it, but like it, I don't know. I. I like seasons one, two, three Rue a lot better. Like this Rue is like she's a tough crowd. Mm. There's Rue is certainly well, she's she's certainly been weathered down by this brand that she's been creating and this work. I mean, she's certainly getting, I think, a little tired. Yeah, she really, and I I really was. And also, I mean, the fans are changing. Mm -hmm. Fans are getting younger. She's getting more fans. Drag is changing. It's becoming more mainstream, Mm -hmm. and it's almost like RuPaul is driving this train that is not going where she thought it was going to go because she didn't realize that by creating the train and drive, she didn't create the train, but by starting to drive this train, she, she's, she's bringing us into bringing drag into the world and not having any control over it. Whereas when it was something subversive and when it was on the lower East side and when it was, you know, something for us. And I say that with a capital U there you know, there was something very precious about it and very irreverent and mm-hmm. very um, cool. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just not becoming cool anymore. It's not becoming um, – it's becoming too precious. And I know RuPaul hates precious things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think there's just – there's these inevitabilities that I would imagine RuPaul is confronting with 
what he's done by creating, you know, Drag Race and create. I mean, it's amazing that he created it, but then it's almost like it it got too popular, and now it's not. It surpassed what the goal of what he was trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, I think there was this element of like yeah. giving drag a platform, you know, bringing kind of reviving drag, bringing it back to life in a way. But now it's gone further. Like, it, it grew legs of its own, and now. I mean, before we know it, we're gonna see a top ten billboard chart star that's a drag queen exactly exactly right like like a lady gaga like a kesha that's gonna be actually in drag right and it, it you know sort of what we've seen a bit with adore but like yeah exactly it's gonna be somebody who's a mainstream pop figure who is also a drag queen and i think it's um yeah it it i and i think because of social media i think largely because of social media it went it, it's gone past the mark that rupaul was trying to hit and because of the response that people have had online, I think it started to sour it because it's like, I mean, you look at the huge. She thing. hates Twitter. I feel like she just hates it. I yeah. think she does not like how people are. Yeah. Well, you look at this dichotomy between when drag was this underground thing, you know, on Lower East Side versus now it's this thing being like debated by anybody who can set up an Instagram account on, on their phone. It's just like, like, or these two fucking douchebags in Brooklyn, uh, you know, who the hell do they think they are? When's the last time they ever tucked anything? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know. Well, you don't really don't want to. Yeah. Know, yeah. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Oh, Mary. <laughs> oh, Mary. Very different. That's, Very different. That's tucking, all right. That's the silence of the lambs reference. Oh, from Mary. Yes. Yeah. That is a, that certainly did terrible things to the drag and trans community. It was not, but I mean, it was a pretty dark movie anyway. I don't think anyone should be looking at Silence of the Lambs as a representation of anything other than like a really sick movie. Uh, well, yes, and a feminist film, but oh, we can certainly. go into that. We could we could go into that in another podcast. That's a whole other bag of beans. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the 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 shocking announcement comes at the end. Oh, you know, not before Full-on Valentina tells Pheromona, shut up. I was just oh, like, my God. And, and, well, as people pointed out on Twitter, well, she's holding her miscongeniality trophy, which is just <laughs> beautiful irony. Um, and we learned about this, you know, uh, lip-sync showdown at the finale that we'll see this, you know, coming up this week. Uh, you know, and, and again, I don't think they got into all the details because I think I still know, in terms of spoilers, more right. of what happened. So I'm not going to say anything. I do not, but uh, I do know that there. Yes, I do know now that there's like a lip sync thing. Mm -hmm. So, so it should be interesting. I mean, I think uh, you know it's an attempt to change things up. I think that this reunion was an attempt to change things up. I think I appreciated it. To be honest with you, I'm glad it was not a recap episode. Mm -hmm. I you know, I didn't. I didn't even need the funny moments with the guest judges. You know, I. I mean, the 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 claws, the the claw nail thing that uh, Michelle was saying to that lesbian. Yeah, was very funny. It was very funny, but sometimes I feel like it's very like. It, it was very like I know you're a lesbian, so I'll definitely make like a lesbian joke. You know what I mean? It was like, it was. I, I'm not. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying there's this element of. I, you know what I mean? It was a funny joke. It was a funny joke, Mary. Leave it alone. It was no, a funny I joke, know. and it happened to be a lesbian joke, and she was a lesbian. It's like, okay. It was like Michelle felt she had to make it lesbian-related because she was talking to a lesbian, so she'd be like, listen, I get I it. Mean, Look, I get it. Okay, but you know what? She's she, she didn't even bring the nails up. The lesbian did. So I, it's like, okay, nails. Okay, lesbians. Oh, fingering you. Let's not do it. Yeah. I know, but Michelle always has to, like, prove that she, like, that, that she gets. She's like, I know. Oh, I've known RuPaul forever. I know about fingering. You know what oh, I mean? I know. I, 
I know. Okay. We, we, we get you it. You know yeah. what? Listen, I've done the same thing, and it's the only reason I'm really reading Michelle on it is because I know what it is. I've done the same thing. It's a way to relate to people is you identify mm-hmm. something you think that would be funny to them, and so you then kind of, you know, pick that up. I get it. And it's the only reason I'm reading it is because I recognize it. I still Got love it. Michelle, but, you know, it was just very on the nose. Um, very on the vulva. So anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it, Mary. Yeah. I was going to take it from you. I'm like, no, he's got it. Yeah, he's I got, got it. it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So now all that's left to do is, uh, I guess, yeah, talk to these queens of the finale, lip sync, and crown a bitch. So who's got the crown? For me, it's Sasha. Same. I really, I, I, I think, I think it's your point. I think the way Sasha was, uh, as Kennedy would say, condoning herself at the reunion uh, was very telling. It said a lot. She was there was a there was an air of confidence and calm about her that it was like. I mean, obviously, I don't think she knows if she won. I'm sure they filmed multiple crownings, but there was just the, there was a there was a different energy about her. Uh, I, I yeah, I think that she's got it in the bag, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. I think that she. How are they going to put a crown on that mohawk, Mary? I'm I'm assuming she will be bald. I'm assuming that she will leave a blank canvas for them to crown her. So. Yeah, yeah, she knows what she's doing, um, and you know we'll see the rest of them on All Stars three. <laughs> Hopefully not all of them. You know, if you have any thoughts, Mary, or any predictions out there, uh, you can always email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter at allrightmary. We'd love to hear from you. And, of course, you could leave us not a one-star negative review, but a you know a potentially positive review on iTunes and let us know you're out there. Let other people know you're out there. Let them know what you think. Uh, and that All Right Mary of all of the recap podcasts out there is something worth listening to, especially as we go into the off season, and uh, you know, things change. People want to know what they should keep what they should keep up with, and we'd love to be one sure. of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so last chance lip sync, Colin. What you got? Last chance lip sync. So this is uh, this is a, a Sister Mary recommendation. Sister Mary Maya uh, had suggested this, and it was a clear throwback to another song that I had on Kasingle as uh, a very gay little boy in the late 90s. Um, and this, of course, is a uh, club classic of the 90s. This Is Your Night by Amber. I know all the words. I'm, I'm mouthing them as we speak. Actually, I'm speaking, but I will be mouthing them while it's playing. Uh, and so we play you out for our last chance lip sync with Amber, This Is Your Night, care of Sister Mary Maya's recommendation. And until next week, all I have left to say is, uh, bye. See you later.